Hello, I'm Evie, and this is Word of Podcast. Unfortunately, Webster is not here as he's traveling, but our special guest for today is Milda, the storyteller. Hello, Milda. Hi, hello. How are you today? <laughs> I'm okay, good. Very, um, very busy currently, but um, yeah, all good. Yeah. Running from one event to another one, <laughs> as usual. So you're really busy with your storytelling, right? Yes, yes, I am. Because as I, I like to say, I'm building uh, my storytelling empire uh, <laughs> across the Europe. Wow. I'm trying to cover uh, two, um, two countries, my, my you know, homeland, Lithuania and, uh, and the Netherlands where I live. Uh, so yeah, I really don't complain about uh, uh, you know, not having work. Mm. And how did it all start? How did it all start? <laughs> Once upon a time. Right? <laughs> um, so I have few versions of this sort of like story of my start in storytelling. Um, which one do you want to hear? Tell um, us all. <laughs> all of them. Um, it actually was very intuitive choice. I wasn't very, you know, like sort of like thinking rationally, uh, putting pros and um, cons uh, mm. on, on the paper and trying to figure out. It was very, very intuitive um, decision. I was sort of in a, in a point of my life and I wasn't sure if I want to carry on doing what I was doing. At that point, I was working at uh, university and I was working the sort of very administrative job. I was a research administrator, so I would help scientists to kind of uh, proceed their research, mm. helping them with documents and fundraising and so on. And this is still in Lithuania? Yeah, this okay. is, was still in Lithuania in Vilnius. And then just, so, yeah, you know, when you start doubting something, mm. it's like, mm, it's kind of everything okay, but... Um, I'm missing something. I'm missing something. And somehow, first, I found a book on Amazon about storytelling. And this word of storytelling somehow like, oh, attracted mm. me very much. So I bought myself that book. I read it. And after two years since that... I uh, decided to carry on studying my like masters and I went for literature masters mm -hmm. and I also was like oh storytelling storytelling something was already in my mind and then just after I finished my masters and thought like okay it wasn't it wasn't that I started just googling courses mm -hmm. uh, somewhere in Europe where I could just go and learn a storytelling skill because it wasn't a thing in Lithuania back then and I did that and I found the Mezrab Storytelling School in oh, Amsterdam. Okay. Yeah. And I came here just for one course. But I loved it. I, I was just sort of like, I don't know, it felt like, you know, people like to say, found your element. Right. And it felt like all these kind of parts of puzzle just fell down and everything became sort of clear. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so... So how long did it take you from the idea till... The course, let's say. Okay, two years, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. Maybe even, maybe two, three years, I don't know, yeah. But uh, the, I got myself a book 2013. Right. And I entered my master's in 2013. So after okay. the master's, I came to Amsterdam in 2015 for a short introduction course. <laughs> <laughs> and then I came back for intermediate course. And then I moved to Amsterdam 
to sort of to practice storytelling because this okay. is a very practical craft. You need right. you you learn by doing it. And then yeah, I did a professional course. And here I am. <laughs> Seven years later, right? <laughs> so you've been in Amsterdam now for what, six? Uh, uh, no. I'm sort of, <laughs> I was going back and forth, back and forth. And I would say my, um, like, I moved and I didn't go back was 2017. Okay. So, so it's going to be three yeah. years this year. Yeah. But uh, I am st- since 2015 going, like, having this love and hate relationship <laughs> in Amsterdam. Oh, really? How come? <laughs> I didn't like it at the beginning. Right. For me, it was only this idea of moving here um, just to study, to learn the craft of storytelling. And I, I, I felt like it was sort of like a marriage, you know, um, mm. arranged marriage. That <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have to be in this city because I found this amazing school. But uh, actually, I think for maybe around a year, mm-hmm. I started enjoying living okay. here. <laughs> and yeah, and then it, uh, it, it like when it comes to, um, I am more motivated to learn the language and um, I, I like also to socialize more, to have uh, like people around me than I than I used to be. For me, right. felt like everything just very temporary. I just somehow have to, you know, yeah, 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 <laughs> I'm yeah. just like doing the storytelling and I'm not living, but I think I, I started living already in Amsterdam and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Nice. <laughs> but then it also sounds like you had uh, made a massive decision to change your whole life just because you liked something mm-hmm. and you had an idea of storytelling as a thing. How did your family accept that? How did... Uh... Oh, you know, everyone thought I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, very simple. And, uh, you know, at that time, I didn't think I'm making a big decision. I wouldn't, I wouldn't you know, like... Now when I'm telling the story, mm-hmm. when I'm constructing this yeah. sort of experience, and I know how... how to, so then, you know, I'm putting myself in this, like... The, uh, but at that time, I, I seriously just thought, okay, just a little bit more, and then <laughs> I'm just going to forget everything. Oh, it's so interesting, interesting. I'm just going to be doing a little bit more. And yeah. then it just was... I found something that I just sort of like couldn't grasp, you know, mm-hmm. like um, completely. It's just always something new because uh, like doing a performance, even though you are, you always prepared, you know your text, you know the story very well, but you come and there's audience mm-hmm. and you get to meet them and you have them only for this, this time and it's never going to repeat itself. Right. So... It's just so many interesting things, and for me, it was like, oh, this is so, this is so interesting, and this thing is so interesting, and that's so interesting. You know? right. And it felt like, oh, I'm just gonna learn a little bit of this, and then of this, and then of this, <laughs> and as if I was in a forest and just, uh, you know, following crumbs on the, on the path, just trying to pick them. And th- this is how it wasn't like, oh, I am moving, right. or like I'm making this decision. No, it was just like very small steps. Yeah. And I think this is what's very helpful because mm. otherwise I, I don't know if I would have uh, been able to really like fully stand myself for this decision mm. because, uh, you know, you, you have this sort of good job and everything is fine and <laughs> everything is okay. And, and suddenly you start telling to one, oh, I want to be a storyteller. 
And everyone was like, what is that? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, why can't you do that while you are doing other things? Of course, right? And uh, <laughs> no, I want to be a full-time <laughs> storyteller. So um, it was a bit of madness at the beginning. Yeah. Definitely. And, was, uh, yeah. But I felt like I'm just sort of with the wave. I'm just like sort of like pushed. And mm. it's not even, not even me fully taking uh, decisions. And what is storytelling for you now? Oh my God. <laughs> I've passed so many <laughs> phases. Um, I would say currently, um, I, I really tend to get very philosophical because my background is in philosophy. Um, it's, it's definitely a craft mm-hmm. uh, um, that you have to practice constantly. Otherwise, you might sort of become uh, floppy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and um, uh, it's a tool to connect very deeply and mm. meaningfully with others and also now for me it's also some kind of um, I would say maybe a way of living storytelling mm-hmm. you know like the, por- the performance itself uh, taught me also a lot about myself and how mm. I live and there's some um, lessons you can learn about that you can never control your audience right Right. and you even you can try very much (laughs) but you're just gonna collapse so this acceptance and 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 being able to receive and then give and receive and give is yeah on a deeper level it's some certain like a way of living and maybe i would say meditation right in 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 a way Wow, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I told you, I was just like, please keep me away from. Like, no, it's beautiful. <laughs> and um, how do you craft your stories? Like, how do you choose? Do they come to you? Do they? Do you go after them? <laughs> uh, yeah, both ways. <laughs> um, uh, very differently. Yeah, they mm. can come and you just just can't avoid them. Like oh, you're just like no, no, not 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 now, not now. And just <laughs> like, ah, they keep uh, keep knocking the door until you really make uh, something very conscious. Yeah, mm-hmm. you construct, you make, you put it in a in a structure. Or it can be you get uh, a theme, you get a commission, and then you you think, you look, you do a research, right. you try to find something that is interesting for you, right? You dig mm-hmm. deeper, and uh, then, yeah, again, you just make it uh, a structure that is interesting, challenging maybe for yourself, how to make it better, and just interesting for audience, mm-hmm. for yourself, entertaining as well. And you also craft them in uh, two languages or more languages or <laughs> no? Yeah, only like currently two languages. But uh, really, would like to would love to do in Dutch as well. But I'm working on that. <laughs> A lot of people like also pushing me like Mildred. <laughs> like okay, okay. <laughs> and um, yeah, so both like Lithuanian and English. Uh, and do you yeah. translate them, or is like different stories live in different languages? Mm, I wouldn't say you. Uh, I have like yeah, I have some stories, um, uh, same stories in both languages Mm -hmm. but you don't really translate them literally you kind of adapt them to the culture uh, to the to the audience Uh, you know it's um, it's very different audiences Um, it's one thing to tell a personal story 
like for Lithuanians and it's very different to tell for internationals in Amsterdam or Dutch people. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, it's always um, uh, the sort of like variation. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And um, now I'm just curious. Um, you probably, I don't know, this is my assumption, learned more about Lithuania once you left it. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I think, yeah, you, you know from your own experience. Uh, and also about myself. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't always, you know, very easy to accept that because you come with a lot of uh, um, prejudices yeah. about life and you don't know that until yeah. someone points to you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like... Ah! So you have, you know, a few options what to do with that. You can close yourself yeah. or you can open yourself even more. Mm. So I think uh, I did the, the, the latter thing. I, I opened myself even more trying to understand, you know, who am I? Right. What does it mean, this Lithuanian or right. what is it? So, and it was very interesting. And, and what is it? What is it? <laughs> I made a show on that. <laughs> yeah, have you seen it? <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I just um, kind of following this quest for what is it, I, I made a, a full um, storytelling show. I emigrated by accident and um, yeah. I still don't know. Every time, you know, I go to Lithuania, I learn a, a different thing mm -hmm. <laughs> that I, I, I didn't know before. And uh, something surprises me or mm -hmm. annoys me, really. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's, it's okay. But of course, you also have this sort of a drama that you are in between. Yeah, the liminality, the, yeah, the disconnect in a way. You are in between. You, you can, you know, I'm going to Lithuania every month and um, I read a lot about the, what's happening there and, and I try to go to different events to understand what's going on, what's trendy. But it's not enough. It's it just sometimes I'm just... just don't understand. <laughs> and I see uh, people sometimes also don't understand me anymore. Hmm. Uh, because I'm also, you know, through this process of adapting myself in a new country, I also changed. So. Yeah, of course. So, do you feel like you have different topics that follow you, like constant topics that follow through your stories? Because now you mentioned the the, the story that you made with uh, you emigrated by accident. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's more about like belonging, probably, and like yeah, yeah, learning yeah, yeah, to yeah. be where you are yeah, and yeah, yeah. connecting to where you come from. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, as I, you know, there was a uh, Amsterdam storytelling festival mm -hmm. in November, and we did with uh, I did a show together with a British writer Marie Phillips, uh, à la carte our show, and um, yeah, we just had this theme because the festival had a theme addiction, mm. and <laughs> I discovered it through this like also research, and you know, I was like, oh, I'm not addicted to anything. <laughs> what kind of story I'm gonna tell? And I realized that in some way I'm addicted to Lithuania, actually. Mm. And that's the topic that uh, follows me in, in variations. Either maybe I'm telling a story about my family, mm -hmm. um, my childhood, right? Or some kind of historical piece, uh, I make a story. Um, I, can't, I don't think you can, can avoid it. <laughs> it's just... Uh, cripples <laughs> in my practice and um, I think that you know it's very important um, 
to be able to tap mm. on something that's very personal and not to be afraid of that. And I am Lithuanian. I grew up there. I left the country only when I was 26. Mm -hmm. So, and I live abroad for like, what, <laughs> three, four years? Yeah. So there's a lot of things uh, over there. And um, yeah, I'm just um, sort of trying to be connected to that, not to be afraid, not to be ashamed to tell mm -hmm. my story. And uh, I would say, yeah, that would be the thread. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like connecting to your own authenticity. I, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's just like, how, you know, how else? <laughs> <laughs> I could pick up the story, but uh, from other, you know, country maybe, or, but I don't know the landscape. Mm, yeah. I don't know the weather. I don't know the, 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 the people, how they communicate. Yeah. So can I then transfer it well to the others right. while only using words? Mm. I need, like, for the good storytelling, you need to imagine very well. You need to feel it. You need mm -hmm. to, like, taste it and smell it. So then others also can taste it and smell it and feel it and see it. Yeah. 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 How do you explain what Lithuania is to no. people who don't know? <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so you know, this is, uh, oh yeah, uh, I just, I'm probably asking this because you, you explained a lot of times so, yourself, so you just like to annoy me. Yeah, I need to learn from you, maybe <laughs> Little tips, so I start, you know, sort of, you have to first locate where the person is from, if it's like states, right? right. So you say like, it's Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Very small country in Europe, <laughs> in the sort of northeast. <laughs> if the person is from Europe, and I say it's uh, Baltic states, close to Poland, in between Poland and Russia. <laughs> yeah, you know, if they know, many people know Latvia and Riga, because uh, mm. probably, I don't know, it's easier to go there, the, 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 the city is bigger, and, and because of very simple things. So I just say, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> southern of Latvia. <laughs> one more flight after yeah, Riga. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, there's different ways. <laughs> nice. And um, I'm just wondering, since we were talking about stories... <laughs> if you have something prepared for us mm -hmm. um, once uh, there lived a blacksmith and he had a son and the blacksmith he was a single parent so um, only you know he cared only about two things about his son that he loved dearly and about his craft how to take a metal use the fire and make different things from the metal, a fence or a handle or, you know, maybe a door. And he really wanted his son to take that craft from him. So he started teaching him from very early days. Well, he was still little and running around in a workshop. And the boy, he really enjoyed helping his father, you know, take some sort of a metal, use the fire, bend it, make a little figure out of it. And because of the hard labor he always did, he grew up into this huge man. You know, probably some of you, um, 
been in an old house with very heavy furniture and it's like generation after generation just sticks the wallpaper around, let's say, the wardrobe, right? Because they can't move it. So this is how was the, the son of the blacksmith, the huge man. And when he was 16, he was helping his father in the, in the workshop. And it, he was enthusiastic still, you know. He would wake up in the morning and he would go to the workshop place. But he was sort of like looking through the window to his, um, his friends outside and uh, taking less and less attention to the work he was doing. And his father was like, say, what you do, right? Just focus. It's, it's dangerous. The years passed, and the, the blacksmith's son, he looked that everyone is leaving, his friends somewhere, and they're le leaving into the world to look for happiness, because everyone is doing that, right? You, you don't ask yourself, you just leave the house that you grew up and go for, look for happiness. And then he was around 20, he just turned to his father and said, you know, I want to leave, uh, I want to leave and go into the world and look for happiness. And the father was like, why? Don't you have everything? Don't you have a house and a meal and me? Someone that, you know, always takes care of you. Why are you not happy? And the blacksmith's like, I, I don't know. Everyone is leaving. I want to go as well. And the father says, okay, sure. But can I make you something for you, you know, so you, 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 I, I know that you are safe. I will make you a walking stick out of metal. Because the guy was really big, it didn't make sense to give him a wooden stick, right? So he did a huge metal stick and gave it to the sun when it was still warm. So he just pressed it a little bit and the fingerprints left on the warm metal. And off he went. So, <laughs> it's interesting, right? Uh, so I told until the... the What's the, the end? Yeah, I, I don't want to tell, you know, that's the, that's the story of my repertoire. Uh, book me for your event. Um, but the funny thing happened. I told the story, and it's a story about, you know, this like universal story about someone leaving the house. And, but I took that story, it's a, uh, from Lithuanian archive. It was collected from the live storytellers in the village and it was very raw and I made it, you know, like my story and I'm telling it around. And after one event, um, um, a Flemish storyteller came to me mm. and he said to me, he's from Belgium, I know that story. And I was like, how come you know? It's a Lithuanian story from archive. He's like, no, it's a Flemish story. <laughs> but the, the guy, uh, not a blacksmith, but a barrel maker. And the, all the things that I am explaining, what, uh, what, on kind of, what kind of adventure he goes later, mm. happens the same in the Flemish story. And then he's also telling me the end of it, and it's just some nuances, but mm. it's exactly the same story. And for me, it was such a beautiful 
experience in my career because, you know, many times when I'm telling a story on live performance, I feel I'm connecting to something very universal, right? Mm -hmm. But I cannot explain it. It's like energy or whatever. And, but this, uh, this event and this conversation that I had kind of gave me this shape. We are, we are telling, you know, it's not like Belgium, Lithuania, the Netherlands, Germany. It's no. We are, mm. we are seriously like the, the citizens of the world. We are all people. And our stories, archetypes, are very, very yeah. similar. There's no differences. It's just a nonsense. So... So yeah. what's the end? <laughs> I told you. <laughs> yeah, the, the end is dark. <laughs> Thank you for this opportunity. <sighs> so, <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll stay suspended in my <laughs> no, curiosity. Seriously, book me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> But... Um, What, uh, to go back to what you said, like the stories that intertwined between mm -hmm. cultures and countries and, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, mm -hmm. borders or imaginary mm -hmm. lines on mm -hmm. the map. Mm -hmm. Do you find more and more these kind of stories? Do you find that like also the, um, you look at those countries that you hear about mm -hmm. that having same stories, you mm -hmm. look at them differently mm -hmm. also maybe? Um, so, like, as I said, I would always feel uh, this sort of like belonging mm -hmm. to something bigger uh, since I started doing storytelling. But I could never grasp it. Like, and I, I could never, you know, until now understand was like, um, uh, oh, we're actually telling the same stories. Mm -hmm. For me, still, I was like, seriously, still. And I'm still, I'm going to do that. I'm going to still hang on my, you know, uh, oh, Lithuania <laughs> stories <laughs> and culture and, and everything. But on a deeper level, it, it's, it just really was um, such an amazing sort of like given shape mm -hmm. to this understanding that I already, I already had. Yeah. That somebody came and tells me, I know this story <laughs> and it's a Flemish story. I'm like, no, it's a Lithuanian <laughs> story. It's, it's, it's people's story. Yeah, it's yeah. A, a humanity. Yeah. Human story. Of course, yeah, yeah. So it was beautiful, and I just wanted to share that. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you so much. And um, I'm also curious to hear a little bit more about your process, also because you mm -hmm. said you found this story specifically in the mm -hmm. archives. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. do you often go to archives? Do you interview people? Do you <laughs> search practically for uh, new stories? There's, there's a lot of already stories collected, and there's a huge archive that everyone, everyone can dive in. Mm -hmm. And it's... Uh, there's a, a raw material there right what, what we buy in like books yeah. like like Lithuanian stories yeah. for children and there's usually someone worked on the uh, uh, how to say on the literature side mm -hmm. of it they make it readable and, and everything yeah. but everything what is in archive is it's how it's been um, spoken right right yeah. how it was told yeah and it's a different uh, different um, like written language and spoken language you probably guys know very well <laughs> it, it's a it's a different it's it yeah. has the the the, the, the sound it, it's yeah. it's lively and uh, so I really like to go there and we just got a letter <laughs> uh, so I, I really like to dive into the archives um, and it's it's when I want to tell a 
a folktale, right? Because mm -hmm. I also work with personal stories. Uh, so, yeah, when I need something from the family, I remember something very wiggly. I call my father or mother. <laughs> but they are already a bit scared now. They don't share so much because <laughs> I keep telling everything to everyone. Um, so, yeah, so different pros. Sometimes, uh, you know, you can still ask mm. a person, someone, details and then if I if something is missing I just create it because yeah. uh, I think you know this is what makes a storyteller yeah um, you it's not like information uh, <laughs> or news or anything right. it, it, it has to be a, a still a, a creative process uh, or I, I dive into into archive books mm -hmm. and also so you're mostly focusing on Lithuanian folk in that section. Yeah, country. I feel most comfortable with that. As I said, you know, yeah. some like and also it's not so much uh, translated mm -hmm. into other languages from our uh, culture and mm -hmm. the heritage. So I also feel, you know, this um, responsibility and and then at some point also was like sort of like even a, a privilege to be able to read this very old language, which yeah, you know, it's has a lot of interesting things inside it. Wow, and which is connected, as I already told, with the with the global mm. uh, storytelling uh, heritage. Right. Okay. And then also speaking of, uh, you mentioned about your domination of the world before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's your like global. A joke. <laughs> I'm seriously getting tired of this. Uh, what are we going to do today? We're going to try and conquer the world. Right? It's, it's legit. It's legit. So um, do you, how do you envision your future? How do you, how do you well, story tell your own future? I can only think about holidays. <laughs> uh, currently. Uh, how I envision my future? Mm, I would like to be able to, to make more uh, sort of art and more shows and um, feel less responsible for organizing mm. <laughs> events and, uh, and festivals mm. and whatever to kind of spread this knowledge about storytelling uh, in, in Lithuania because I still feel this responsibility. Mm -hmm. uh, but I would like someone to take over. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm just like, uh, I, I really would like to be able to do art mainly yeah mm -hmm. i have so so many ideas but i would like to work on to dig maybe you know to have a, um, a residency somewhere for two months where i could just dig and search for, for, mm -hmm. for some information and then make a piece mm -hmm. uh, so that i wish for myself <laughs> um well let's see you know yeah. Sometimes I feel like, oh my god, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and then I'm there, I feel like, wow, it's amazing. <laughs> and how do you deal with that fatigue then? With um, uh, lack of motivation? I, uh, how do I deal? I go and uh, have a rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's like... Um, to sleep on it. Kind yeah, of. exactly. Yeah. Sleep, eat, uh, just... Love yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it sounds banal because no, now everyone is uh, just love yourself. <laughs> yeah, it would be nice not to forget others as well. Uh, 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 during loving yourself, 
you just you know I'm maybe because I'm getting older <laughs> I used to be able to go non-stop you know mm. and just I can't anymore I have to have weekends I always you know wherever I work I work very hard during the week mm. and then I try to have a weekend off so I just don't check my email don't stay yeah, yeah. online so much I like to go to museums I love art right. Uh, go somewhere to nature because it recharges me very well yeah just so like that um, feeding the body and the soul yeah exactly exactly yeah. just uh, you know because um, the stress you get every time before live performance course, yeah. is uh, insane <laughs> <laughs> it's insane and, and you have to take that in account mm. well and the last question I have for you is um, what advice would you give to people who are either starting or just thinking about starting to be in storytelling? I would suggest them practice, 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 practice and get out of the workshopping. Mm. Uh, just, I mean, you took one workshop, go tell stories in public, go tell stories in public. And after telling maybe for a few months in public, then take another workshop, right? But then yeah. you have already questions that are like from practical point of view and make notes for yourself. Okay, I felt like I failed there. Film yourself, mm. ask for feedback. Don't be afraid to ask because if you told the story wrong, it doesn't mean that you are a horrible person <laughs> or you are, I don't know, a failure, whatever. You right. just are told a story, maybe not in a, in a good way, right? Which can be fixed. You're just having a bad day. Yeah, or? you're just having a bad day, yeah. or just like the the is the audience wasn't very accepting you or anything. Just yeah, just and don't give up. <laughs> <laughs> and for our listeners, if you're curious to learn more about Milda or our previous guests, you can find all the information and transcripts on our website www wordapodcast.com or on social media and don't forget to subscribe and give us four star review thank you so much for being with us here today Aww, thank you so much for inviting <laughs> and having me here yay thank you <laughs> <laughs>